please bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, fill our senses, fill our lives with your Holy Spirit, that we may know your presence with us, in us, and around us in all that we do, that it may move us to respond to your grace with abundant love. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm not the best gift giver, as I've shared with you in the past. Um, I stress over trying to figure out what the perfect thing is, and I'm usually wrong. And then, uh, um, because I haven't been paying attention to those that I'm giving it to or whatever, and so it never, never quite goes right. But I know the power of great gifts. Uh, have you ever, yeah, you've had that experience where where uh, somebody gave you a gift and it was completely unexpected and it was, and you, you almost felt like, I don't know why or how you knew that I needed this or that I wanted this, but you'll never understand how good this makes me feel to know that you know me, that you understand, and that you are willing to give this. Um, When that happens, it is an absolutely beautiful thing. In our gospel today, there are, that happens more than once. The focus of the gospel today is on Mary's gift to Jesus, which is a gift like that. It's on a gift that Mary gives to Jesus, an outpouring of, of love of grace, of affection, of gratefulness for Jesus, a holding nothing back. It's a gift that is beyond measure. It's a gift that she didn't stop to say, well, can I, how much of this should I give, right? That's why Judas is, is quick to point out, hey, you could have sold this. It would have, we could have done a lot of good. Now, John's commentary on Judas says, he didn't really care about who he was going to do good other than himself. Right? And, and the, but the point is, Mary doesn't care about any of that. Where is Mary's focus? It's not on how much of this gift should I give, but on who am I giving to? I give this to Jesus, and I give it all to Him. That's Mary's focus. It comes, uh, I, I'm going to credit my cousin uh, who is a uh, professor at, of preaching at Luther Seminary, Caroline Lewis. Um, her article this week on working preacher um, centers on this gift of Mary. And she connects it with the other Mary, the mother of Jesus early in the same Gospel of John, who, when Jesus is just beginning His ministry, remember that story at the wedding of Cana, and we talked about Mary uh, comes and and prompts Jesus to do something about the wine that has run out, and Jesus seems reluctant. His words, 
Uh, it's not my time. My time has not yet come. Mary pushes on. Just do whatever he tells you to do. And this happens. And now today, we are right on the cusp of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. For the week of the Passover, it will be the week of his passion, his crucifixion, and eventually his resurrection. It's a week that Jesus has been preparing for, but now it's here. And another Mary shows up in this moment to give him exactly what he needs, but didn't ask for. At just the moment when he's prepared to live with love because he's loved. We need those kinds of gifts in our life, and we need to give those kinds of gifts to others. We show up in those moments when we know somebody needs to know they are not alone. I heard this morning of, uh, at the 8.30 service uh, a celebration of a letter that uh, um, came across from another member of that, of that uh, little gathering of friends at our 8.30 service. She said, I came, I came across a letter you wrote to me over a year ago when I was going through a difficult time, and that time has come and gone, but I read the letter again, and it still brought tears to my eyes because I know how much it meant to me then and how much it means to me now. It's not about the letter. It's about the one who gives it and the one who it's given to. Mary doesn't stop to say, how much of this perfume is the right amount to give to Jesus to prepare him for what comes ahead and to let him know how much I love him. She brings it all. And there will always be Judases in our life. There will always be when we set out to, to love beyond measure, someone will always bring a ruler. <laughs> when we set out to give a gift that is about the joy of showing uh, this matters to me, you matter to me, and I will show you how much by how much I give. Someone will always say, well, you could do something better with that. Who knows, they might be right. I'm not going to argue with that. I don't need to. Because the point is, that's not what it's about. But Mary's gift is a gift that is given in response to the gift she's already received. She responds by giving this gift, and it's set up in our gospel today. We haven't been reading in the gospel of John. We've been reading in the gospel of Luke. So the, the writer of John's gospel um, probably assumed that when we came to this story, and he said, and he began it by saying, Jesus came to Bethany to the home of Martha and Lazarus and Mary, that we would know that 
just the chapter before was the chapter when Jesus had come to the home of Martha and Mary and Lazarus had just died. And He had called Lazarus, their brother, out from the tomb and brought him back to them. And now Lazarus sits at the table with Martha who's serving as she always does because that's what Martha does. And Mary is doing what Mary does. She's sitting at the feet of Jesus and she's pouring out her love for Him and holding nothing back. But they do this because they know the one who is receiving their gifts is the one who has given them more than they could ever repay. Do we not know the same? When we come with our gifts for Jesus, when we serve those as He calls us, in the Gospel today it ends with this this uh, unfortunate verse in our culture. Jesus says, you will always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. He says that. Why? Because He wants Judas and the people who are trying to question the gift that is given to just give it a rest. <laughs> to fall in line with um, uh, my colleague in preaching, Andy Stanley, who runs a little, who uh, leads a little church down in Atlanta. It's just a little bigger than ours. And uh, he says, don't neglect to do for one what you can't do for everyone. Don't neglect to do for one what you can't do for everyone. When God moves us to respond, as God moved Mary to respond to what God had done in her life, and now as she sits at the table with Martha, her sister, and Lazarus, her brother, in a place where she knows this is not possible without this one who is at my table with me, with Jesus is with me. And she pours everything out. She's not going to do that for everyone. In fact, she can't. She just used it all on Jesus, right? And Jesus says, as they question, well, couldn't this have gone to a whole lot of people? Sure it could have. It went to Jesus because that's what moved me to give. And Jesus says, you will always have the poor with you. You will not always have me. It's not a way of Jesus saying, guess what? You don't have to worry about the problem of poverty in the world because there will always be poor people. How many have heard people say that with this verse? I know I have many times. It is not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is not giving us a pass for helping the poor and saying, you can't do anything about that. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, stop worrying about how much you've, you can do and do what you are moved to do. She is moved to respond here and she was moved to respond to me and she has done that and that's what we do. And you will have many more opportunities. How will you respond? We're coming... Many of us have been doing the red letter challenge off of a week of giving where we've been challenged 
to look at our abundance, at all that we have been given, and to give as we have received, right? To, to give uh, to others because we know how much God continues to give to us. And we want to follow God's example and be generous givers as we give to those that are around us. In that challenge, uh, they, they challenged you to tithe for the next six months. Next week, you have the chance to tithe for one week. It's a good place to start. But it's not about how much, is it? It's about responding. It's about saying, God has blessed me more than I will ever know. It's beyond measure. So I'm not going to worry about whether this is enough or that's enough. I'm going to do what God moves me to do. And we respond. And we give. We give to a measure for us that says, this reflects my love for you. Is that how we give? Or are we counting? Are we worried about the one we give it to? Or the ones who will watch what we give? Jesus calls us to a life beyond measure because he's a God beyond measure. Jesus calls us to a life that responds to the unbelievable gift of life that comes to us in Jesus Christ that unites us with those that we gather around the table with, around his table. Not, the, not only those that are here in this space, but those that are here in this space for all of time and around every table, everywhere, where Jesus unites us as brothers and sisters in the family of God, fed and nourished by a God who never ceases to give. we are changed from Judas to Mary. May we respond with love beyond measure to reflect the gift of a God who is beyond measure. Amen. Peace of Christ be with you always.